Hi, welcome to New Zealand Vegan Podcast, episode 45. I'm your host, Elizabeth Collins. And this week, I just wanted to talk about something that's been kind of... I don't know if I'm going to be able to articulate it. I'll give it a go. Um, what I've been what I've been wanting to put into it is a lot of other things that I want to that need to be covered. Obviously, never ending amount of things. And um, I'm going to have a podcast episode with William Paul. Um, he's going to be my next guest uh, because something happened on Facebook that he wants to talk about. Um, William um, supports. Um, he's a pacifist, as a, as am I, and he um, encountered some some um quite hostile debate on facebook from um from uh non pacifist um uh vegans <laughs> isn't that a strange uh isn't that a strange term but um anyway i won't get into that now but what i was thinking was you see i'm always you know we i've only just begun being an advocate really i keep saying that but i really only have i mean less than a year and the abolitionist movement is just becoming. So I'm sort of learning from other people who've been doing abolition for for a while. On you know, just they've been doing it for years. It's just that because now more and more people are catching on, it is a growing movement and it is starting to get really big. Um, and I am one of the new people, so I'm trying to learn from those guys who've sort of refined the theory and um, who really understand it and who also can give advice on advocacy. Uh, because, as we know, the abolitionist approach is just vegan advocacy. Um, but getting back to what, I, what I'm trying to say in general is like, I think that there's a trap that can be fooled into, and I think that I'm, I'm seeing that trap and I want to avoid it. The trap is you get caught up in these debates with people about who can convert how many people. And, and I think that what we're all forgetting is that we can't force anybody to do anything. I think what we need to remember is whenever anybody does anything or goes vegan, that person is is who's responsible for it. They're responsible for it, not us, not I- any of us. Um, when we advocate for change at this current climate that we are in, where we're 2% of the population, or whatever it is. I mean, I'm very bad. I, I just throw random figures out there. It's a bad habit. I need to get out of it. But we're a very small percentage of the population. And we are... I refuse to um, lie to people. And I also don't drive myself crazy ticking little um, things on the board. Um, Roger Yates put it really well in his interview, his recent interview with Sam Tucker from Food for Thought Radio, where he talked about how you know, when we do vegan advocacy, you go in and you plant seeds, whereas everybody's looking for results, and so they comfort themselves with these, um, like recently in New Zealand, McDonald's has decided decided to um, use a different kind of egg. They're using what's called cage-free eggs, and there was a huge party to celebrate it, and um, they cooked a, a 20,000 egg and 100-liter cream scramble it was the Guinness Book of Records biggest scramble and that's how they celebrated this now obviously we wouldn't be doing you know advocating whatever you're advocating for and there's advocate 
advocating going on right now as I speak for so many different things because there's just so much going on in the world. I advocate for veganism and animal rights. So for example, when I'm advocating, I need to remind myself, and this is something that I've sort of been thinking about recently because I've had a lot of time to think. Uh, and um, I must remember that if I talk to somebody about animals and veganism and that person is interested and and as I want I'm trying to learn how to um, get people to seek the truth for themselves you know um, I want them to want to find out more about it and to go do the right kind of research I mean if they're going to talk to me they're going to hear the truth about Peter, for example, I'm going to tell them straight up, as far as I'm concerned, Peter doesn't represent animal rights. I'm going to tell them to go read Gary Francione's website and to follow the links on that website to the other writers, um, you know, a lot of the other bloggers and things out there. And, you know, just think about these things and present those things. And then I have to allow them to do with that information what they're going to do with that information. I cannot force them to do anything because we don't have any ability to do that. Even if I talk to somebody and they actually go out and do some research or they think about some things and then they go vegan, they are the one who did it, not me. I'm not going to pat myself on the back and put a little tick on my fridge or my little score chart saying, I did that, you know, it's not about, you know, I can only be responsible for what I do, and that's why I insist on doing what I think is the right thing to do. I can only take responsibility for my own actions, and I can only take responsibility for my own um, advances as a person. I refuse to give my ego the stroke in which I'm going to take responsibility for somebody else deciding to go vegan or whatever because they are responsible for that and we need to give people more credit you know um, so I think what I'm trying to say is that one thing that uh, Anthony DeMello says is drop your expectations and I've talked about that before that doesn't mean lose hope all that means is you can only control your own feelings and your own emotions you cannot control what other people do you can try to manipulate them and you can try to claim responsibility for what they do, but the bottom line, they're responsible for what they do. So if a person doesn't go vegan uh, or become vegan after seeing uh, a film like Earthlings or if I, you know, even if I show them the film in my house and say, read this literature and all of the stuff and I and I talk to them the same way that I was talked to and I give all of the reasons and they, you know, they do whatever they do and then in the, in the end they just say, oh, well, I'm just going to cut down or whatever they decide to do. That is not my failure either. They are responsible for what they do. I can only do what I believe is right. And we need to get away from that, I think. We need to get away from this because I also feel, I mean, I'm very, I try to be very, I'm working on my, you know, my advocacy. So when it comes to people who are not vegan, who've never heard of animal rights, who've never even thought about animal rights, except the only thing they've ever heard is PETA. And then they, I talk to them about animals and I say this and then they don't go vegan. I'm actually, I don't get very, uh, you know, despite what people who 
I've been speaking with recently uh, in, in with regards to welfareism versus abolition, other vegans, despite what they think. I'm actually very, very patient with people because, you know, I know there's a lot of social conditioning and also, but I think I need to also be that way. Now, I'm not going to say that I'm not going to, you know, tone down the message to anybody, whether you're a vegan who's promoting welfare or not, I'm going to keep it, I mean, I'm going to keep telling the truth. But I think what it, my, my problem is, is that I felt like a failure. I'm like, you know, these guys... I'm I'm show you know I'm I'm introducing them to this got to this philosophy which has never been looked at here has never been explored here has never been nobody's ever being exposed to it and they're still promoting welfare and I'm like I'm doing something wrong I'm doing something wrong I think that we need to get away from that it's not me it's it's I can only be responsible for what I'm doing and I think we need to stop thinking that we can manipulate people you know everything that we're doing is advocacy so obviously when you're talking about being more effective, which is my number one word, I say it all the time, I want to be effective, I want to be effective. Well, yeah, of course, it, you know, there is ways of being more effective and things like that, but we always must remember, everybody, and I'm, you know, even if you're talking about your lover who, you know, was treating you like dirt, and then you, you know, then you sort of stuck up for yourself, and you stuck with them because you saw this, and then they changed. That wasn't you that did that, it was them, and if they don't change, it's not you either. It's them. And you have a choice to either walk away or stick at it. But if you stick at it, you know, you can keep doing you can keep doing what you're what you're trying to do with them, but they're the person who is responsible for changing. And as there are no laws to um protect animals from being killed, um, I mean, except for a few very, very small exceptions, um, you know, animals are property, so they can be killed anytime, anywhere. But what I'm trying to say is I guess this is more for myself because this podcast is still um it is still my own therapy and I've been getting I've been getting caught up in that because you get these challenges from people who are like, you know, what are the results? And I you know, I think we need to realise that first of all, we are looking, as Adam said so well in our last interview, or he had quoted it from Bob Torres or discussed it with him or he'd heard it being discussed is that we are looking for people who are serious about social change and we need to seek them out first we really do we need more people right now especially us especially people who are promoting veganism and animal rights um, because we are um, in the minority so we do need to seek out those people and the way to seek them out is to um, you know, keep saying the what you're saying, and and then they will respond to that. And then you know, once we have more people, there's there's way. You know, I think that people are more comfortable. The bigger the amount of people, I mean, we need to set a precedent. But in the meantime, anybody that you anybody who does anything, whether they decide to go vegan, whether they decide to, you know, do an interim step on their own. You know, because like I say, I, I say, I tell people the truth. If you care, if you think that something's wrong, you stop doing it. And if they do it in stages or whatever, um, unlike what people think, I don't jump down their throat. I mean, people get it so twisted. We don't jump down people's throat who come to us and say, yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take steps or I'm working towards it. But what we don't do is promote those steps as 
our message and that's where people get so confused and when we're debating um when i'm debating people who are vegan who are promoting vegetarianism for example i tell them that i think it's a mistake to do that and they translate that as that i'm going to vegetarian people and saying you know you're terrible and i mean they're just so they get it very i guess because i'm very abrupt with them they think that i'm but i just i guess i I need to drop my expectations. I have very high expectations of people who are vegan, who are supposedly in the animal quote-unquote movement, who have been exposed to the abolitionist writings and the videos of Gary Francione and things, who still come to me and say, well, what about the animals that are suffering today? And I'm like, you didn't read a word. So, I, yeah, I am very intolerant and I do have high high expectations of them I need to drop those expectations but anyway I'm done debating with with a lot of the people I've been debating with because it's not good for me but because the thing is I've realized that lately it just sort of crept up on me and I think I've been reading Eckhart Tolle's like the new earth and it's very helpful because it talks about the ego um because I had this I had a argument with a friend who came from New York about um, veganism as I spoke about before and she talked about that she said it came down to you winning the argument Liz and not speaking from the heart and she was absolutely right but she got that from this book or she learned it from this book so we do learn things from each other but you know I'm sure that Eckhart Tolle would agree her seeing that and and coming to that true you know realization of that truth that's that's her she takes the credit for that not him you know, I take the credit for my for my going vegan, for my um, choosing to do this. I give Gary Francione the credit of providing the information, of providing it in a way that was so clear thinking. I give I give him the credit of doing the work that he's doing and making it available and tirelessly, never, you know getting burnt out. I mean, what would we have done if he got burnt out ten years ago? Um, but that's not to give him the credit for my decision. I take that credit. And anybody that you speak to, you just you have to allow them to make the change. Um, I remember William was debating somebody, and somebody was like, "You can't convert me." A lot of people talk about converting, you know, converting people, converting people. I think that that's a mistake. I'm just sort of coming to this now because I'm still such a beginner at all this. But when I think about it, when anybody decides to do something because of information that has been provided, because of truth. Truth is inherent. Truth is truth. So, yes, I'm very grateful that there are people telling the truth, and I'm glad to be one of them. I believe in the, in what we're doing. But if somebody decides to take it on board and think about it, and they think it through, and they they go through whatever they have to go through to get through the initial resistance to the truth because there is a resistance to the truth because unfortunately this truth means that anybody who is not vegan has to confront what they're doing as an individual and when they confront it the reality of the um the holocaust that's going on it is it's quite a blow but you know once they get through that and they decide to make the change they take the credit for that and i believe that's why I say, like, everybody has that, you know, can do that. Anybody can do that. We need to stop. We need to just keep giving the right information and people will make the change, but they have to want to do it on their own. And we can't force anyone to do anything. 
you know, I can only speak for the gener you know, the, the where I live now. I mean, there are laws against certain types of bad treatment of pets, for example. You know, if somebody is abusing their dog, you can call animal control. But generally, animal control is going to take the um, the animal dog or cat or whatever and t put 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 them somewhere, and it's very um, it's very possible that they'll be killed. So, you know, the the inherent property status is what we're what we're fighting is. But what I'm trying to say today is it's just something I'm coming to a realization because we I think that the welfare groups get very caught up and they claim victory and they say we did this, we did this. They don't give the people credit. You know, the people who made those changes and decisions, they're responsible for that. Let's give them the credit, you know. And that's another reason why people are so, uh, what is it, underestimating of the general public. Um, you shouldn't dumb yourself down when you talk to general people. Gosh, I'm rambling. But this has been bothering me because I've actually been really frustrated lately because, you know, I haven't got a job and stuff. And it's like, it, it affects you in a general way. Another thing I want to say is that um, I've had a couple of people who've been re really concerned, and I mean, you don't need to worry about me. I mean, I've got, I'll be, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not starving or homeless. I just happen to not have gainful employment at the moment. That will change. But they're saying you sh I should put a donate button on my podcast. I really want to um, clarify, I really want to explain. I would never want to have my advocacy be related to paying my bills because I think that that would be, I can't even imagine what that would be like, um, personally, because rent is a, is a never-ending, it's every day you got to pay your rent, you got to pay your bills, you got to pay your electricity bill, if you live the way I live, I live by myself, um, I, you know, I have, I live in a country where I have electricity, and, you know, a phone bill, and I have rent, I have my own little place, so I'm very lucky, that, those bills will never go away, so I can't imagine my advocacy having to be geared towards that, my, my, you know, to, to rely on that as, as a source of income, I think it would be very corruptive. And I don't think anybody would be immune. It would be like, oh, I need to do, I need to do X more this week because, it, you know, my rent's due and I'm, I'm $50 short. Oh, and it wouldn't be about the advocacy anymore. Now, obviously, I'm not saying everybody was suggesting that I live off of it. And I really am grateful to anybody who's, you know, I don't want anybody to think that I'm like saying, you know, how dare you? No, no. I think it's lovely of people to actually even pay attention when I'm whining and I need to just stop whining and just, uh, you know, realize how lucky I am. But people are like, look, you know, you haven't got a job. Why don't you, you know, put a donate button? Well, that's very kind of them to suggest, but I, I wouldn't do it, and I want them to understand why. Now, obviously, they're maybe they're just saying for supplement my income or whatever, but if I have a job that pays the rent, I don't need my income supplemented. I would only put a donate button on if I was a person who adopted or rescued animals, and I needed money to feed those animals, and that would be, for me, I would, he would not hesitate to ask for money. I would be like, please give me money, you know, help me to feed these animals. If there were animals that needed food and I could not provide for them, like for example, if Buddha was ill and I and she needed to get medical treatment, I would just call my mother and say, "Please give me, you know, money." But if I, you know, if I was paying the rent and I had enough money from a job to pay the bills, there's no need to um, ask for extra money. So anybody who's been really kind enough to suggest that I could become a, you know, a person who accepts donations, I respectfully respectfully um, say that, that that's not something that I'm going to do. Um, anybody who, who, who has a urge to help, to help uh, with money, um, there, um, I, I um, you know, on, on anybody's behalf, um, you know, give to um, people who are 
rescuing animals uh, and paying for animals up you know uh, veterinary care and and, and and food and and cl- and shelter and things like that um, I really do think that th- those people need money um, but yeah not not for myself um, so I, I mean I'm just you know it's for me this is like this is this is what I do out of love and um, and I know everybody else does and I'm not saying everybody with a donate button doesn't I'm not making any judgments on anybody who has a donate button on their website I'm just saying that I'm not. I'm not going to do it for those reasons. Um, and if I do have a job that pays my bills, I mean, if I get a job, it's going to. Ha- you know, I'm going to ensure that when I get a job, I'm going to ensure that it covers all my bills and it covers my rent and things like that. I mean, I just. I'm just. I just will. So, you know, and I don't like have a lot of luxury um, sort of spending that I do. Um, except for maybe, you know, like a, um, a special treat or whatever. So, yeah, so like, you know, dinner at the vegan restaurant or something like that. And that's a special treat. But, I mean, I can, you know, survive on on um, on a pretty low income. So I'm pretty lucky. I don't have a mortgage. I don't have kids, you know, so I'm pretty lucky. So, yeah, that, that's that's another thing. Um, no donating to me. and um, But I think that if you're doing this, Give people the credit for their own decisions. Don't, pat, do not, you know, pat yourself on the back for somebody else deciding to make that change, to to do that change in their own life. They take all the credit for that. We can take, um, we can feel glad and fulfilled by providing the information, by refusing to be burnt out, by taking inspiration from people like. Gary Francione, who's been advocating for the last 25 years, Roger Yates, who's um, been through, who's been to hell and back, he's been in prison and everything, and he has never stopped, um, and he's obviously doing different things than he used to do, um, but he's also a very um, switched on when it comes to these young ideal, you know, these these new people who are attracted to that kind of direct action and stuff because you see they want the results, they want the results now, but they they want to take the credit. Um the welfareist whenever um something happens, they want to take the credit for it. And um and I don't think that that's the right way to do it. I'm not saying that advocacy is not effective. I mean, obviously we want to be effective, but when somebody decides to make that change, they they did that they are the ones who did it and it's not about me and um, the only ones who benefit when somebody goes vegan is the individual involved and all of the animals that he doesn't consume so we need to just get away from this whole I'm you know I'm responsible for this or I'm responsible for that you know we just we just put the information out there and we give credit to people and I have a lot of hope and I am at the moment looking for people who are wanting to to do the social change because I'm trying to get a little more support here just for practical reasons. I need help in getting this information out there and getting this viewpoint out there. Um, you know, practical help. Um, somebody who else who wants to do an abolitionist stall and, you know, promote and give out the same literature so that we can spread the idea and then they'll be in contact with people. We Like Adam and said, or, or um, who he was talking with, Bob Torres um, said, we need people who are serious about social change and to me, that is somebody who is serious about the absolute in- injustice of having animals as our property and who is willing to speak out for that 
without compromise because we 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 can't compromise on on the truth and it doesn't mean that we go up to vegetarians and say how dare you you know be vegetarian what we do is we go to people who are vegan who are who are promoting vegetarianism and say we don't think that's the right thing to do because we're trying to confront speciesism so don't get it twisted all right please so yeah i just I really, I needed to articulate that because I was going through some things this week and I thought, you know, Elizabeth, get, it's not about you, get away from it. Like, in other words, it's liberating as well because then I don't have to sort of put the pressure on myself. It's the vegan advocacy that works. It really, really is, um, especially in this world, you know, um, there's just not enough of it around. So that's why we need more people doing it. And, but anybody who decides to do it, please remember that you can't you can try to be effective and change your tactics in order to not you know be completely ineffective if you find that something you're doing is be, being ineffective there's nothing wrong with always I'm I'm always asking my friends geez this happened what could I have done you know differently maybe next time and stuff but don't uh, think that you can manipulate or force people to change because you can't they will change if they want to change. When it comes to this, there's no laws that we people have to come up with it on their own. And you know, I think that people are misguided, if, especially if they're promoting violence and they think that one percent of the population is going to have a. You know, we need a social movement. I mean, I'm not s supporting violence anyway. I certainly hope that there is never any violent confrontation because I think it would just nothing will ever, ever, ever. Violence will never go away unless we refuse to engage in it. But. Um, uh, yeah, I don't want to get into whole philosophical discussions about violence because it just it's just ridiculous. It's like we're saying, let's not promote violence against people. Um, let's promote peace. And then people say, what if somebody tried to kill you? And it's just like, why are you even asking that? I mean, that's just, um, that's basic instinct. I mean, if you tried to kill me, I would probably, uh, you know, defend myself. Or maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I'd curl up in a little ball and cry until you beat me to death. I mean, I don't know. You know, let's not even worry about that. You, you know, Aren't you, you know, I would say to them, well, you're talking about hurting people, aren't you, you know, they're, what do you think they're going to do? And, oh, God, it's all so, so silly. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Um, yeah, so anybody who does want to go out there and, and does want to, and is serious about social change and isn't afraid to tell the the bare bones truth and take the consequences, because at the moment there's consequences from that, not from the general public, from other advocates who say that it's you know uh, that it's the wrong thing to do. If you do decide to do it, let them take the credit for making whatever changes that they make. It's not your victory, okay? You are responsible for your own decisions. And when I say you can't manipulate people, it doesn't mean you can't be effective and everything. But don't start getting into manipulation because that's what the welfare is to. It's about manipulation. They say, well, you know, if we tell people to eat, we'll show them pictures of battery cages and then everybody will demand. And then um, when people do make that change, um, rather than... they. I mean, the bottom line is, those people, as far as I'm concerned, anybody who's switching to cage-free eggs is a totally a person who needs to be talked to about veganism. Because if they care at all, they care. But don't, you know, we can't pat ourselves on the back and say, oh, I did this, oh, it's a victory, you know, I'm going to celebrate. It's a, they, they did it. Whoever is, you know, making those changes, 
they are responsible for it. Let's give them the credit. Let's not try to, you know, ha- you know, let's not try to make it ourselves because it also takes the pressure off yourself then because, you know, then you don't go crazy. Like some people, they go nuts and they're like the pro-violence people. They're, they're, they're trying to take responsibility for everybody else's actions. You can only take responsibility for your own actions. That's why I challenge anybody who claims to represent animal rights, take responsibility for your actions and tell the truth and don't lie to people and stick up for the animals completely 100%. Don't be afraid to, to, to stand up for them. Join us in, in standing up for them and saying that they have there, we have no right to own them and to use them, period. And then let's give people the credit. Let's give people the benefit of the doubt. Let's try it. At least, because if you did it, then they can do it. And you did it, nobody else did it for you. It's like somebody who gives up smoking or somebody who gives up drugs or something like that. They have to take the credit. And as everybody knows, they have to be the one who decides to make that change. But if they're given the right information, and like I say, I know that there are people who are given the information who don't make that change. Well, you know what? You still give the information because the people who are going to make that change and who are influenced by it and who are interested in helping you, you know, they're the people you need to reach. You're never going to find those people. You're never going to find those people unless you look for them. And the only way to look for them is to to look for them, which is to give all the information out there, to tell the truth out there. I'm looking for other people who agree that we should be telling the truth and that we can stand up for animals' rights not to be used. We can stand up for animals' rights, their rights. It's a completely different story for standing up to um, using them in a slightly less painful way. So, uh, but anybody who, you know, if, if I get an email and somebody says, oh, you know, I've heard, I really enjoyed that, you know, that interview and I've decided to you know, think about these things or whatever, I give them the credit. I'm like, good on you. You know, you've, you know, you've done it. I mean, it's not about me. I don't, I don't take any credit for what anybody else does. And neither do I take any blame for what somebody else doesn't. And I need to, you know, I need that. I need to help myself because, um, you know, but I still, um, it doesn't mean that I just, you know, don't work on tactics. It doesn't mean that I don't try to be more effective, but I think there's a difference between being effective in your own in learning how to work in your own community and and learning how to use effective dialogue and to listen more and things than there is in trying to manipulate people so that you can have a little victory party later. I think it's a very different thing. I think that's a dangerous way of thinking. And um, I think that that's the difference. I think that that's the thing that the abolitionist movement doesn't do is like we we recognize that people have to do this on their own at the moment. There's no laws. I don't know what's going to happen in a hundred years if we're even going to, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, if, 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 if animal uh, use becomes illegal, you know, for example, um, because if people, uh, if, if that's a step that needs to be taken in the interim, uh, you know, then that's a whole different story. But we're not in there. We're not there. We are here. We are in the incredible minority. There's no consequences for somebody who decides to go vegan or not. I refuse to join people who are threatening, you know, serious bodily harm or in- intimidation because I don't think that that's consistent with what we're trying to do for many reasons, and I've already talked about those. So that's the, that's the thing that I would urge. And I'm I've just sort of been thinking about this because I was walking around and I was thinking, you know, stop trying to uh, uh, think that you are the one who's responsible for, for this. You can only do 
what you can do and what you need to be doing is telling the truth and we need to allow people to make that change. Yeah, that William said it. He said to somebody who was like, you can't convert me. Um, you're not going to convert me. William said, um, I, I know I can't convert you. You have to want to make the change yourself. Believe you me, when I read that, I was like, oh, I mean, I'm just, I'm not joking. I thought, wow, that's really helpful. Thank you, William. I thought, I mean, to be honest, I, um, it was actually very helpful to me. I thought, he's absolutely right. Uh, that's the bottom line. So, you know, all of these consumers in New Zealand who are buying cage-free eggs, well, what's their motivation? Is it health-driven? Some of it is. Is it concern because they want to see less suffering? I think that that has a lot to do with it. Well, those are the people who we need to be talking to about veganism. And out of those people, the ones who are serious about veganism and will go vegan, we need to be talking to them. And then out of those people, the ones who are serious about protesting the slavery and exploitation of animals as the moral imperative of our existence as a species now 2009 forget the ice ages forget the um whatever and um those people we need to get to and we're not going to get to any of them if we are lying to them and saying and like Gary Francione said in the interview with Adam showing them gory pictures and then saying okay I know it's terrible give us money and we'll fix it for you and that's what's going on we'll make it less painful we'll make it better give us money and we'll make it better no we need to say the truth which is the reason that you're seeing what you're seeing in these horrible pictures and videos is because animals are property they have no inherent value and the reason they're property is because we consume them as things as items that we can use just like we consume um, you know Rolex watches and things like that and if we tell people that I really think that um, well it made a difference in my life I decided to um, I mean it it I changed and I do, I do take credit for my decision, um, but I definitely am grateful to the people who h helped me by supporting me, by giving me the right information. But I don't think any of those people takes a personal responsibility. I certainly don't get that from them, not, even, not from any of the people I'm associated with. You know, I don't see any victory parties going on um, when um, a new abolitionist advocate uh, comes out with a blog which is happening more and more what we do is we contact we try to talk to each other and we constantly give each other advice just like any other group I'm sure all groups do whatever they're promoting but we don't have a party and, and Gary Francione doesn't put a little tick on his fridge and um, pat himself on the back and declare victory because he gives credit where credit's due and I think that we all need to um, we all need to do that myself included uh, I refuse to um, put that pressure on myself to uh, make myself uh, the uh, the person responsible the individual is responsible I'm responsible for trying to be effective I'm responsible for trying to be consistent I'm responsible for for trying to not be confusing I'm responsible for having the right information the accurate information um, I'm guilty of not doing research and of throwing out random figures those are faults of mine but um, you know those are the kinds of things that I'm responsible for but if I you know 
we're looking for the people that we can reach and they're out there and we're starting to reach those people the growing abolitionist movement is showing that we're reaching those people and um, even people who listen to my podcast who are not advocates who don't label themselves abolitionists or who don't do any kind of advocacy work I would like to think that they do they will stay they will go vegan and stay vegan and if asked I would hope that they would have the um, have thought about it to the point where if somebody asks them they tell that person the truth maybe they don't go out and have a street stall or something but if one of their relatives says well you know what do you you know so you've gone vegan oh well what happens well we know what about you know free range I would hope that that person wouldn't be afraid of telling their relative what they already know and say well in actual fact that really doesn't address the actual issue we you know the reason I'm a vegan is um, because you know if you ask if you're talking to somebody and you say what about free range and that person's not eating the free range well the answer is right there isn't it really I mean if free range was okay if you're a vegan you know if you refuse to eat it yourself don't you think this is a little confusing to people to say to them well yeah I guess it's okay well if it's okay why aren't you doing it well it's actually not okay well if it's not okay why did you tell me it was okay so anyway I'm rambling, rambling, rambling. I'm going to just go now. And um, I'll have William Paul on uh, soon. And then um, I'm going to have Paula Aldana, who is was a guest in on my Spanish podcast. And she's also bilingual. And she has does a lot of great stuff. So she's going to come on as well. So it's not just going to be just me. And, um, and then um, there was... Um, so much other things I want to talk about. Um, I'm I um I haven't done my street stall. I'm moving. I'm actually moving house. I'm going to be moving to a different place to live. So I'm packing, and it's actually going to be a less rent. I'm even paying cheaper rent, so I can spend even more time um, doing this stuff. Isn't that great? So yeah. So everybody, um, thanks for listening, and I feel like. I don't know if I actually made any sense at all, but um, I really appreciate everything that everybody's doing. Thank you for all your support, and uh, I'll be back. Bye.